Hey. How you doing, man? God bless you. God bless you. How you doing? I'm doing well. And I, I'm truly, truly honored. And I appreciate you having me on. I'm, I think this is going to be a fascinating topic. And I think we're going to bring a lot of light to a lot of things that has been covered um, by the church. Um, and most Christians are really irrelevant, uh, not relevant on these uh, topics and subjects. And so uh, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Jonathan, uh, a former U.S. Marine veteran. Uh, I've been in Iraq and Afghanistan for eight and a half years uh, from 2009, August of 2009. This was after the military, all the way of 2017. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that I've done, experiences, and until God actually saved my life from a car accident. Well, was a car accident when you were still in the military? This was this was after I was working under the State Department, and I had happened to come home, and I got hit by a car while in Miami. Wow! Almost killed me. Uh, I, you know, I cracked the windshield with my head. I was running across the street. I cracked the windshield with my head, and I flew off, and I hit the pavement. So it was a a double impact. Um, by the grace of God, I survived. Oh wow, man! That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that was God for sure. I mean, I understand some people could survive when it's two cars colliding, but getting hit by a car, that's different. A whole different type of situation. So um, where are you located at? Hello? Jonathan? Can you Hello? hear me? Yeah. Yeah, now I can. Okay, I think this thing cut off. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can keep it on. All right, so yeah, I'm living right now in Miami. Oh, okay, so you are in Miami. And um, that's that's pretty much where God has me now. So he decides to take me somewhere else. So, um... I know you told me that you had an experience. Were you always a Christian? Like, did you grow up as a Christian or did you? Uh, how can I put it? I, I grew up as a Christian. However, I wasn't walking as a Christian. Right. And so I think that's the case with many of us who are Christians. And so, you know, I grew up born and raised in Miami, you know, uh, and I kind of fell away from it when I joined the military. Uh, you know, you get prideful you get you go into things like alcohol and stuff like that and so I separated myself not so much my desire for understanding of the things of God however my heart kind of veered away through through the years and again it wasn't until I got hit by that car um, when I saw my mom crying that the Holy Spirit literally spoke to me and said fool had you had died you would have been in hell and that 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 stuck, struck me with such a fear and such a panic and I was afraid terrified of the Lord. I had I had the true understanding of what the fear of the Lord is, is reverence. Um, like the Bible says, do not be afraid of what man can do to you, but be afraid of he who can, you know, kill the, the both the soul and the body. And so I had right. understanding for the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> so I yeah. just like, I just wanted you to repeat that one part again. So you said the Holy, you felt like the Holy Spirit said, said what again to you? The Holy Spirit spoke directly to me. 
I, I saw my mom crying uh, because yeah. I was on the, on the stretcher. Uh, not on the stretcher, uh -huh. but on the bed. And I mean, I was, uh, I had uh, rash, uh, road rash, severe road rash. Again, I had two impacts, one from the head injury or those, I cracked the windshield with my head and then I hit the pavement. So that was two uh -huh. impacts to my head. And right. I was laughing and talking about it. Uh, I had a cracked femur, and then I had to have obviously have knee surgery. And as I'm laughing and joking because I survived this, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I saw my mom crying, and he said, "You fool! Had you had died, you would have been in hell right now." And that's oh, man. great fear, great fear. Like you would not put it like this. I was a, a I was in the Marine Corps. Okay, right. I went to Iraq one time with the Marine Corps, and then I worked under the State Department with Blackwater Aviation towards the end of their contract. And then I worked for DynCorp for about seven and a half years. So a total of eight years in Iraq and Afghanistan between the two. Things happen to me out there. By the grace of God, I survived them. But I come home and I get hit by a car. Right. And to survive that, you know, I should have never survived that. And so I'm thankful to God. I'm grateful to God that he gave me a second chance to, to do what he called me to do. And that's to preach the gospel, speak the truth, speak the truth that nobody wants to speak. Or anybody, you know. Man, that's an amazing story. And I was gonna say, so when you were when you were uh, enlisted, is this when you had the that experience with the yes. the demonic entities? Yeah, and so I, I can tell you I've had so many experiences I can't even count them with my hands anymore. And I, I know which one you're referring to because we kind of spoke about it, but I'm gonna tell the story of what happened. Okay. Yeah, tell me. This was in about, I want to say 2008. Um, mm -hmm. Majority of that unit, it was MWSS 273 out of Beaufort, South Carolina. They went to Iraq. I was supposed to go, but they wanted me to extend three months past my, my uh, end of active service. And I didn't want to because I was like, one, it was a dysfunctional unit. Anyways, I didn't want to go with them. I ended up going with Blackwater because they were paying more. So that, that's for another day. And so I ended up getting into an argument with my ex-wife, my first ex-wife. I was angry. And, you know, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah. And I finally understood why, even though at that time I didn't learn my lesson. And how old were you at that time? Huh? How old were you at that time? I want to say I was probably like 20, 21, 22, give or take. No. No, I had to be between 20 and 21. 20 and okay. And so the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. I was angry. I went to bed angry. And right. I'm facing the wall. Now, mind you, this is, this is a room that has two people in it. But my roommate went to Iraq. So the room was to myself. These rooms shared bathrooms, okay, into another room. So we shared a bathroom. And there was, like, concrete in between the walls, a lot of concrete. Right. And as I'm sleeping, my eyes open up. I go into this thing called sleep paralysis, and I hope right. listeners understand what sleep paralysis is, is that you can't move. You can see, but you cannot move. Yeah, you're paralyzed. It's a, it's a demonic oppression. That's all yeah. So I went into sleep paralysis. No, I agree. And as I'm laying down, I'm looking at my roommate's bed, right? I can see his bed. It's probably about 10 feet away, but in... Right next to my wall, uh, the wall that's right ab uh, above me, comes this being, okay? 
It wasn't an alien gray. It was an alien. However, I knew this for a fact. Was it like a black shadowy, like dark figure? No, it wasn't a dark figure. This thing was uh, uh, a green that was, uh, I can't, I can't describe the green because it was somewhat fluorescent. Was it like a, like a silverish green? I can't, I can't say it was a silver screen. It was like a fluorescent green. Now, Hmm. I can describe to you, it had nostrils. I couldn't see beyond the nostrils up. But the chin was exactly that of an alien. The chin looked like a pick, like a guitar pick. It was skinny, and it had long, skinny arms with long, skinny fingers. Okay. Pointy? Like pointy fingers? I couldn't say that they were pointy because I, I was so much more focused on just like... The, the, was it just like... Did it just like flow down slowly or... It, it, it transitioned through the wall. And so as it transitions through the wall, I see the, the, the lower half of the nose is down that body. And because my bed was somewhat elevated, I couldn't see its legs, but I could see that it was skinny body and skinny, lanky arms with long fingers. Okay. And, and, he, and he definitely felt like an ominous vibe, right? Oh, I, co I couldn't move. I was terrified. I mean, yeah. And so, and was this a experience? No, this was one of many, many. And it was it wasn't just with that. It was different things, and I'll, I'll explain as we go on. And I can tell you things that I've seen, and you'll be like shocked. But moving on, this thing tries to put its hand in my face. Now I can't talk, I can't do anything, but I can think. And the first thing, yeah. when it was putting it, trying to put its hand in my face, I said. In the name of Jesus, I said it in my head, you will not touch me. And it's like, when it put its hand in my face, it looked like it was trying to grab my face, but its hand got burned and it backed away. And I tried it two more times after that, a total of three times, and I said the same thing over and over. And then finally I got, I be gone, and it left. It went straight back out to the wall that it came through. Wow. Yep. Um, and I can tell you that's that's, that's the, the power of the name of Jesus. Exactly. You know, and there is no other name, no other name. That, and here's something crazy that I'm going to explain to you how I learned this. When I was a kid, I was probably like, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. There was a show called Nova, and it was a very popular show on TBS called Nova. They used to talk a lot of science things. Well, in one aspect, they spoke about... <clears throat> Uh, abductions of people. This lady was yeah. an account of the, her abduction, how these things were trying to take her. Literally, she said she went through a wall or something like that, and they were trying to take her away. And she was so scared that she started crying out to the name of Jesus. She said in her brain, she said, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And the moment she said that, she was back on her bed. Wow. And I remember that story after that, when that was happening. Yeah. And, and we go to Romans 10, 13, and it says, and for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. There is power in the name of Jesus. That's awesome. And um, th I've, ha I've had so many encounters. I can tell you one. This happened about maybe two years ago, right after, like, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and I was walking. And, I mean, I was, I've been attacked by the enemy on so many levels. And I'll tell you this, there was a man that once said, oh, if you're being attacked, you're doing, you, you're, you must be in sin or nothing. No, that's not true. 
some aspects it, it could be true, but if you're doing the will of God, the enemy is going to throw everything that he can at you to try. To exactly. We find an account similar to that in, in Psalms 91. And um, I'm just going to read this real quick. Um, uh, where David says, he who dwells in the place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wing you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. There's the keyword. The terror that comes at night. Oh. Not you about the, the people. Yeah, you hit that right on the nose because that's what that was. Mm-hmm. That was the terror in the night. All that abduction or the attempted abduction. And so I'm going to give you the, the, the uh, this was way after. I mean, I've, I've had so many of these things happen. I'm surprised that I still remember them. I was just recently getting more involved into the word of God, more involved. And one night I, I, I opened my eyes. My room is dark and I see these two beings inside my room. And I, I kind of like, they were dark, shadowy figures. One was mm -hmm. the other. And I kind of, you know, said something. I rebuked them. I woke up and I went back to sleep. Then they came again. Okay. They came again. And this time, uh, I don't know what I said. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. They left. And that's when I began to pray. God. Uh, I, I can't remember the verse. I'm just going to try to remember it off the top of my head. It says, do not touch my anointed. Hold on. I'm trying to remember. Is this in, is this in Psalms, too? Or? Um, it, yeah, Psalms 105. It was in Psalms 105. And, and I, I was reading this verse, and it said, do not touch my anointed ones. I just happened to open the Bible, and it went to that verse. Do my prophets no harm. And, and for some reason, I read that, and my ear, it like, popped loudly. It was like, it was like the sound bounced off the wall so loud. I, I've never experienced something like that in my life. And so finally, I'm done praying, reading the word of God, and I decide I'm going to go to bed. This is about four in the morning. This is in Miami still? Oh, yeah. This is in Miami. <clears throat> and so as I go to sleep, I, I, I go into this place that I've never seen before. It kind of reminds me of... Have you ever seen the show Stranger Things? What's this? What is all the? I think the Stranger. I've seen a couple episodes with the kids. Yeah. All right. So, I was taken to this place, and I felt like this is a spiritual realm because I've never seen this place before. There was a giant slug in. It, it wasn't a ceiling. I cannot say it was a ceiling-like thing. But it was like he was in the air, suspended in the air. And this slug was probably about eight feet long, massive, wide body, massive slug. Its mouth was a living crown. I don't know if people will understand that because this is a spiritual thing. It right. was a living crown. Hmm. It extended itself. It tried to extend itself to come towards my face. It was suspended in the air. And, it's, it, and it starts drawing its crown towards my, his mouth, I, crown mouth, whatever you want to call it, towards my face. And I began rebuking it. 
fighting against it in the name of Jesus. At one point in time, the transition, I saw a transition like in, in whatever it was, in time and space, that I saw the corner of the edge of my room, and then it went back into its realm, whatever this thing was. It obviously was a demon or, you know, because after I rebuked it, it finally went away. And so I was, I was so perplexed. I, I told my mom about this because I was living at their house. And I said, mom, this happened. And she was like, whoa, she was shocked. And I told her, this is what I felt. Like these two beings came into my room, tried to intimidate me the first time, the second time. And since they couldn't do it the first two times, they took me to their playing field. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's scary. But I mean, now, I mean, you got Jesus, so it's not, but it still could be, you know. But. And, and I'll tell you this, in every occasion that these things occurred, it felt like I got stronger in the Lord. Like, like my faith got stronger. He, he's probably building you up in the spiritual realm. Exactly. And I can tell you another one that happened um, while I was living at my parents' house. I just happened to go to sleep around 9 o'clock. And all of a sudden, bro, I, I, I kid you not. I saw what looked like a, a diamond right over my, my body, like a diamond, and hands coming through. These hands were somewhat invisible, but you can see the outlining, and I knew they were hands, and they put their hands, this thing put its hands around my neck, and it was trying to squeeze. Now, here's the kicker. I felt the print. Like, like, you know, when if somebody touches you, you feel the imprints for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I felt the imprints but it could not squeeze no matter how hard it was trying. It had no power. It, it was like it had no power to squeeze at all. And it, no matter how hard it tried, it couldn't. I just felt the imprints of it. I woke up out of that. I rebuked it. I woke up out of that. And it was 9.15. My parents were in the other room. And I told them, I, I walked to the room. And I said, they knew that I was asleep. And I said, mom, dad, it happened. And immediately, me and my mom began to pray. My dad also after that. Wow. That's powerful. That's good. What I can tell That's you is this. I got an understanding, and most, most Christians do not understand this. They don't want to realize this, but there is a spiritual, um, there is a spiritual world. You know, they enter through dimensions. I saw literally this thing, this diamond was a dimensional portal that he put his hands through. And I've never, ever seen anything like that before in my life. Um, I, yeah, I mean they're they're extreme, they're extremely powerful. I mean think think how um those all the magicians that are dealing with those demons, they're that one dude Dynamo was walking on water. Chris Angel levitated Shaquille O'Neal over his house. Like I mean these are super super powerful angels, demonic beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um uh, and thank and thank God we got Jesus because. It's, it's super scary. I mean, he really is the only way, and that's why it's a narrow path because you have to be obedient. You can't just be like, oh, I'm a Christian, and then I'm going to just do whatever I want because you can be susceptible to these things. And, and, like, the incident with you where you got hit by the car and the Holy Spirit told you that, um, you know, you could be in hell right now, you know? Like, we're just... I always pray, every time I pray to God, I always pray, it's like, man, please just have mercy on all humanity because we're so stupid. Because we are, you know, and it's not like, it's not even our fault, but it is. And that's what's scary. Like, it is, but it isn't. And, and you bring up a valid point. Like, 
we do this to ourselves, man. And and I say this as, as a Christian who the body of Christ, we do this to ourselves, you know. Um, the Bible says, you know, my people die for lack of wisdom. And, and I, that's in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 7, verse 14. Uh, my, no, no, I'm sorry. It's in Hosea, Hosea. In the book of Hosea, my people die for lack of wisdom, for lack of knowledge. You know, the knowledge, yeah. You know, and, and I always, you know, I see the signs and everything that happens around the world. And I relate it to biblical, what the Bible says, okay? And so mm-hmm. we try to tell people about the alien deception and stuff like that, because I do believe there's an alien deception. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that there's oh, yeah. deception. <clears throat> oh, yeah, they're, they're so disillusioned. I mean, like almost everybody I talk to, like I can't even have conversations about any of this. And like, you know, it's always going to come back to Christianity and that, like no matter what angle you approach it from, like that's just what it is. Like even in other religions, they all have like similar things. Like the Christianity, like I'll be telling people like, man, think about it. Like how many forms of uh, Islam is there? How many forms of Buddhism is there? Like there's none. It's just that. Right. But with Christianity, you got Pentecostal, Baptist, non-denominational, apostolic, like, because that's, that's 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 like common sense. Like Christianity's being attacked. Like that must be the truth, you know? Yeah. And and I can well, in the future we can go more into detail. And I would really like to go more into detail about the denominations and the divisions because that's very important. But something I also wanted to bring up, you know, Paul, Paul speaks about um, the battle of uh, of of against principalities, rulers of darkness, and spiritual weakness. And I just want to read it in Ephesians 6, verse 10. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. Um, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Notice that word, spiritual host of this age. Uh, I'm sorry, spiritual host of the wickedness in the heavenly places. What does that sound like? It sounds like them demons and Satan has never been in hell. They're in they're in heavenly places above us. Like they're yeah. they're blocking really heaven because they even say that when we pray, they be trying to stop our prayers. Exactly. If it happened to Daniel, many Christians don't realize that it can happen to us. And and sadly, many Christians, and I say that many, you know, they, they don't even know how to put on the full armor of God. They don't even understand. Like, they'll, they'll preach this whole thing to you, but they won't believe it. They will not believe it because they think that this stuff happened then and it doesn't apply to us now. They, they, have, they feel that there is no consequences to their action. They feel that there is no consequences at all because they're being preached lies and, and heresies. And, and, and I'll tell you this. The Apostle Paul even goes and says even more. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all that to stand, stand therefore in the girth place of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and, he said, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts that the wicked one throws. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The key to fighting spiritual warfare. In, in the entire Bible, we have the keys to fighting against these demonic things, against these demonic principalities. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, there's coming a time where there will be the spiritual realm and the physical realm are going to clash and we're going to see things come into this dimension. Oh, yeah. It's already happening. This is going to be worse, I think, after he raptures the church. <laughs> you know, because I'm a pre-tribber. Pre and I'm a pre-tribber because there's two times in the Bible that, that you hear of Jesus coming. One, like a thief in the night, which means nobody knows when he's when he's popping up and snatching up. And then the second time is he's coming on the clouds where everybody can see him. And all the the armies of heaven with them, like on horses and shit. I mean, excuse me for cutting. But, uh, I, I I studied theology. I've studied it, and truly, I I have a sworn, and this is just my personal thing. I have a sworn hatred for theo the, the, ah, theology, because I feel like theology, and i this is what God had shown me. Theology is the understanding of God through the mindset of man. It is literally men trying to understand God. How? And I've always said, how can you understand your creator? You can't. It is unfathomable to try to think that we can understand God with such a feeble mind. Well, and I mean, so I, but I, you I, know, for, for that, like, if you think about all the things in Revelations, like no, the birth pains and, and all these disasters, and, like, they're happening more frequently. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's how, you know that's how God communicates with man if you read the Bible. Exactly. God is, people, I think the problem is a lot of people don't think God is around, but I notice God every single day in my life from every decision or choice that I make. And every time that I get angry and I maybe flip someone off in traffic or whatever, like something happens, like there's always see the consequences, I always learn a lesson and always hear what he's telling me, you know, through the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I've changed a lot because of that, because I know his word and I'm in his word. I know how to behave and be obedient. But like I said, anyways, like with the uh, revelations, like a lot of things are happening, like with the peace treaty, because that was marked the beginning of the seven year tribulation, you know? And, and notice this. Uh, three I wanna... and a half, I, I've, you know, I heard three and a half too, because they said it would be uh, seven and a half. There's a lot of people that is either post, pre, uh, post, mid, or pre. I mean, uh, yeah, post, mid, pre. That's true. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. Either way, I don't care because I'm a Christian, so I'm going to go either way, but um, no, that, that would be cool if he did rapture, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I tell people this, either or, prepare your heart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I look at it like this, like, like uh, David Wilkerson, Pastor David Wilkerson, the late David Wilkerson said, they asked him whether he believed in pre-tribulation, and, and they said, if you don't believe in pre-tribulation, we're not going to talk to you. And he gave his best answer, and I believe the best answer anyone can give. He didn't say that he didn't believe in it, and he didn't say that he did. He said, I I'm going to prepare my heart. And that's, as Christians, we should prepare our hearts righteously. Because I'll tell you this, many people have been waiting on the rapture. 
and waiting, waiting, and waiting. And this is what I, I, I've studied, and I continue to study the scriptures every day, every day, every day that I can. And Matthew 24 is something that I hit big on, Luke 21, Mark 13. But we are seeing things that most theologians, and I've seen them, they're like, oh, I thought the rapper was going to come this year. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you think that when we're just in the beginning of things? And this is where discernment comes into play. This is where Jesus says, watch therefore, you know, watch. Right? The day not, no one knows the day of time, right? Exactly. No one knows the day, and we cannot put a, a day on it. We can't. He, actually, I don't even think Jesus knows. Only God knows. So that's like that's like high, high up. You know what I mean? He didn't even know. He said, only my father in heaven knows. So most of these guys that I guess because they're afraid, and I'll, I'll put it like this. I'm going to put it very honest. They are afraid because they are seeing the things that are happening getting so bad. They're like, well, we could have been gone by now. Well, I mean, if you read the scripture, I'm going to read to you something in, in, in 2 Thessalonians. Uh, Thessalonians. Um, well, let me see. I think it's uh, I'm going to go with the King James Version. I'm going to read you this. I like the King James Version. I'm going to see if I can find that. And I'm going to read you something that continuously, and, and many of the people that I listen to, like Pastor Paul Bagley, uh, David Langford, I listen to um, and the Paul Bagley a little bit. I listen to Tim Henderson. Um, I don't know who he is. I'm not sure who, who he is. Um, and then also Steve Quayle. I I truly admire oh, Steve yeah. Quayle. He, yeah, I like Steve Quayle too because he did all the alien research. That was I think he was doing that before he was even really. I didn't even know he was a Christian until lately. Yeah. No, he's, he's been a Christian for a very long time. It's just that a lot of the stuff that he says, most people thought he wasn't a Christian. But the guy has been a right. Christian for a very long time, if you listen to his testimony. Now, check this out. I'm going to read to you something. And this is coming from the Apostle the Apostle Paul, okay, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. Listen to the words carefully. Our gathering Together to him, we ask you not to be shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter, as it is from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless. Now watch this. He says in verse three, "Let no one deceive you by any means, for that for the day will not come unless." The falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes himself and exalts himself above all that is called God and that is worship. He gives us the key indicator that the day of the Lord, the, the gathering together of the brethren. All right, so this is why there's a lot of theologians that believe one thing and believe in the other. So I'm always cautious. Mid-trip, post-trip, to me, it doesn't matter. I said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> if you don't come before the, the, the tribulation, I'm good with it. If you come during with it, I'm good with it. And even yeah. if you don't come until after, I'm good. <laughs> Why? That's how I feel, but trust me, this, I like to catch the first flight. You know? <laughs> like because because I, I, I'm looking at it like this. God is going to, 
test the hearts, okay? Everybody thinks that they're going to heaven because they go to church. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but guess what? I don't go to church, but I stay in the Word every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I like, and I like. Actually, I think it's better because I would never, like back in the day, I would never have enough time to go to like ten different churches in one day and listen to ten different preachers preach. Mm-hmm. But when I'm driving, I can, you know. And I just, I, ha- it's like, I, it's a habit. Like I just had to say in the word every day. When I first started doing it, it was painful because I was so stuck in the world. I study the word of God, and I go to church, you know, when I can because I, I obviously work. And so, in all those things, however, I, as I study this, this is why I don't like theology, because theology has been plagued by the Catholic Church. And I'm going to tell you, everything that has been taught in theology, and I... Oh, I the, Catholic, the Catholic Church ruled everything. Exactly. You notice in... You know, in the Catholic uh, in the Catholic Christian Bible, they got the Book of Bartholomew, but they didn't put it in the in in uh, our Christian Bible. When I read that, the, the King James version, and so I'm like, but when I you should just, if you haven't read it, which I know you probably have, but check that out because I love that the Book of Bartholomew. But I also like things like the Gospel of Thomas and the Book of Enoch, and, and you know, I got I got all those. Uh, and I'll tell you this. Jasher, Jubilees. I've read, I've read the book of Jasher, and it's written in the Bible. The book of Jasher is written in the Bible. Well, they even, they even uh, talk about Enoch in our Bible. So I'm like, huh. And so, look, many people are going to think, oh, well, it's not in the Bible. Okay. I, I let people be how they want to be. At the end of the day, we are in the time. This is the revelation. We are in the revelation. Yeah, I agree. And so the Bible is being confirmed because Matthew 24 is just a small fragment. Jesus spoke a small fragment of what the revelation is, and he spoke the revelation in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. I'm going to read Matthew 24, verse uh, starting at verse 5, actually verse 4. And he said, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. There's that word again. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but hearing of wars and rumors of war like you wouldn't believe. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. The earthquake is happening. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. They will take you, they will deliver you up to tribulation. There's that word, tribulation. And kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And many will depart from them. Uh, uh, and many will be offended and will betray one another and will be hated by one another. I want to, uh, people to understand something, the listeners. As a Christian, we have yet to encounter that we will be hated by all nations. This nation is slowly starting to hate Christians. Slowly. Even every day, more and more. But we haven't felt the full effect of being hated by all nations. Okay, and many will be offended by and will betray one another. We already see that then. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because of the lawlessness will will grow abound. The love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the very end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations, and then the end will come. 
Then it goes into the Great Tribulation. This is Matthew 24. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, I always tell you that, and it says, therefore, when you see, and it goes back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that when we see the abomination of desolation, the desolation, desolation, I don't know when Jesus will come, but I think people need to just prepare their hearts for anything. Whether, right. whether you know, you got to survive, or Jesus comes and takes us all, or you know, we're persecuted for the faith. But we cannot accept the, the, the mark of the beast. We get our heads cut off for his name's sake. Either or, you have to prepare yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, because I, I like you said, we're going to start seeing things, and I already think that we are seeing things, um, as far as transitioning into our realm. And, 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 oh, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen the show? What, what's this say again? It, it said, uh, uh, the, the show Childhood's End. Childhood's mm -hmm. End? No. When you get a chance, it's a it's a three. But the, the first episode was eye-opening. Okay? For the most part, it talks about wow. the great deception, aliens come upon the earth, and blah, 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 blah. And so they have to wait 15 years. The alien doesn't want to expose himself for 15 years, 15 to 20 years. At the end of that episode, the alien decides, I'm going to expose myself to the world. And so he tells the people, bring me children. The world had changed. He said, bring me children so that he could come out looking peacefully. The alien turns out to be a giant demon with horns, wings, and everything. Yeah, they put they put it right in your face. They're letting you exactly. know what they're doing. And so many Christians don't realize that there is a great deception coming upon the earth. You know, I don't know if you heard about this, but Pope Francis said if aliens were to come to the earth, they would baptize them. That's crazy. Why That's blasphemy. Mm -hmm. Why would he say something like that? That that should be a better question. Why would he say something like that? I you know I truly admire again people like Steve Quayle, people like Tom Horn. Um, uh, Tim Timothy Alberino, people like um, who is L.A. Marzulli because they study all this stuff. L.A. Marzulli. L.A. Marzulli. I mean, these men are men of God that fear the Lord yeah. and that are telling people to wake up because there is a great deception that is coming upon the earth. And this is where the Bible I agree. says, um, in uh, Luke twenty one twenty six, it says. And uh, I'm going to go with the New Living Translation because I thought that was a, a good version of how it said it. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth. And then in other versions, this is a better, more, more, uh, I guess, harder version. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Since when has a man's heart feared because of fear? They usually just get killed by the bear, but they don't. Their heart doesn't stop because of the bear, or or giant animal. Right. What would make a man's heart stop because he's so terrified? Demons. Demons. Hell on earth. Hell on earth. Every, and it's not nuclear weapons because nuclear weapons are going to do what nuclear weapons do. They're going to wipe out people instantly. War is going to wipe out people instantly. But people don't die of a heart attack because of a, of a nuclear bomb. Or of a gun, 
No, they die because of things that they've never seen before that are so so um, heart-wrenching, so terrifying that they, they can't even do anything. They, they just die. Right. They just die out of shock. Exactly. And so I, 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 I pray and I, I hope the listeners um, have an understanding that we are literally wrestling against, uh, as, against principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual witness in the high places. And to the listeners out there, I, I want to say this. We are, coming, we are in the last days. We are in the last days. Hold on, there we go. I'm back on it. We are in the last days. Give your life to Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, all you have to do is humble yourself, ask him to forgive you of your sins, and expect him as your Lord and Savior, and confess that he is the Son of God. Uh, most people think it's so complex to, to, to ask for forgiveness. Look, if if the man on the cross, one of the thieves on the cross, acknowledged who Jesus was and saw his innocence, that he was wronged, and he humbled himself, he went to heaven. He's, Jesus said, you will see me in paradise. Yeah. And it's not, it's that simple. You know? So I, 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 yeah, it's like no sin is unforgivable. At least until well, the mark of the beast—that's well, that's, that's that, one, uh, that one is unforgivable, and and blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is unforgivable. Um, yeah, yeah, those yeah, you're right, yeah. That's and right. and you know, before before we conclude this, I want to pray because you know, us doing this. Oh, you know, but also too, before we conclude it, I wanted you to um, explain how to put on the full armor of God. Oh, okay. So we're gonna go to the the Word of God, um, Ephesians again, chapter six. Usually, me, I pray, and, and I know that God puts on the armor on us, you know? When I pray, I usually say... It's like the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sort of... No, no, wait. Yeah, to the listeners out there, he says in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse, um, verse 14, he says, Stand therefore, having, having girded with the waist of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having put on the shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I, I, so when, I, when I pray yeah. in, in, in the mornings, when I pray, when I wake up, I, I always say this. I, I, put on, I humble myself before the Lord. I ask for forgiveness of my sins and everything. I always ask for forgiveness of my sins. And I said, uh, yeah. Heavenly Father, I put on the helmet of salvation. And I, I, I don't get it right, you know, in the same order. Um, I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girth of truth, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. Cover me with your armor, Lord. Protect me. Keep me safe. And I even cover myself. I say, Lord, cover me with your precious blood. Protect me. And I, and I ask for that protection. And on top of which, we shouldn't just say these things, but we should pick up the Bible and literally apply these things. What is righteousness? We find that all in the Bible. What is truth? It is the word of God. Jesus is the truth. We should things. Um, the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? Well, it's in the word of God. Jesus speaks about the gospel of peace. And all through the New Testament, we hear the understanding 
of what is the gospel of peace. Paul speaks upon peace. And so uh, the shield of faith in the word of God. Paul speaks on faith. Okay? And so these are the things that are equipping us. Um, the, uh, I was missing one. My brain's all over the place. The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. The salvation. And so he is a salvation in Christ, in Christ alone. And that's full armor. Reading the word of God. And I, I, there's people that say, well, I read the word of God. I know it. I've read it. I've read it over a year. Great story. That's a great story. Please don't hear it again because nobody cares if you read the word of God in one year. What did you learn? Did you do it in Yeah. You know? That, that, did you humble yourself and ask the spirit of God to speak to you? That's the most important thing. And so I, I, I always recommend to the listeners out there, we are seeing a spiritual war now more than ever. It's, it's going to be intensify. You're going to be attacked. The enemy is going to throw everything he can at you. And so prepare yourself spiritually because our battle is not against flesh and blood. You know, it is against the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in the high places, against dark forces. I agree. So I don't know if you, you wanted to add anything else. Um, well, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't really think of anything. I'm still like I'm still like processing everything that you, that you were saying because it's just. I mean, you made a lot of points, and it's. I mean, you're on fire for for God, and I think too. Like, um, I just want to say too. Like, I mean, I I think it's. Uh, I forget what verse it is where. He said, "If you're like a loop, if you're lukewarm, he'll spew you out of his mouth." So, um, uh, I, I, I do think we have to be uh, in in Revelation chapter two. Let me look it up real, real quick. I'm going to look it up because I want to make sure that our, our the listeners actually get the right uh, passage. Uh, yeah, because. Um, we just we, we have to be on fire. We have to be uh, spreading the gospel. And, and, and he um, says in, in Revelation three sixteen. I like doing that. Revelation three sixteen. He says so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. And so, uh, if you want me, I can pray because I know the enemy wants to attack, and he will do everything in his power. Yeah, let's pray. And so, Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus, and we ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins, Lord Jesus. And as we forgive others, Father, we humble ourselves before your mighty hand, God, knowing that we are nothing without you, Lord Jesus. Father, at this time, we cover ourselves with the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girth of truth, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, Father. Father, we know that your word is sovereign. We know that your word is truth, Father. As the Bible says, the word of the God says, and we declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every time that rises in judgment against us, Father, you shall condemn. Father, at this moment, we come against every demonic force that is going to try to come against us. My brother, I'm going to call you because I don't know how to pronounce how to say. 
uh, Ilion. I pray for my brother Leon, Father. That Father, you safeguard him in the name of Jesus. Father, you send your angels to protect him. I cover him, his household, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Father, that you will defend him in any in everything that he does, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, I also plead protection for those that are listening in this time, Father, that are hearing this in God. You are opening the eyes of their hearts, Father, that, that you are awakening their understanding to the truth, Father, filling them with discernment, Lord Jesus, Father. Father, we come against the enemy, Father. No plan that he has shall stand against the name of Jesus. Father, every plan that he has trying to throw at us, Father, he himself will fall in. He has no power and no authority, and he has been defeated by the blood of the Lamb, who was your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, Lord. Father, at this moment, I also want to pray, Father, for the listeners that are out there, God. We thank you for their lives, Father, that this is an opportunity that you're speaking truth, Father, not the perverse thing that the world is starting to speak and that the church has taken hold of, Father, but, Father, the truth, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, Father, that you are revealing yourself to your people, Father. You are bringing the revelation, the truth of what is to come, Father. That, Father, we may be strong in the Lord, Father. That we may not grow weary, Father. And as Paul said, we must fight the good fight of faith, Father. That we must endure and run the race to the very end, Father. Not giving up, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Father, you continuously utilize us, Father, to, to do your will, Father. That we may not lose uh, our foot. Father, that we may continue to, to, to go forth, Father, speaking the truth, Father, with boldness like lions, Father, not afraid of what people say, not afraid of the mockers, not afraid of the scoffers, Father, that, Father, what we do, we do for your glory, Father, because we do not seek approval from man, we seek approval from you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because, Father, we may be uh, foolish to the world, but, Father, you have gathered the foolish to make the, the wise seem like fools, Father. You are using the least of us as you have done in the past, we will do again with the least of us, Father. Father, we pray also, Lord Jesus, that many will come to you, Lord, that they will repent before you, Father, and that they will know who you are before it is too late, Lord Jesus. Father, we also pray for our brothers and sisters all over the world being persecuted, Father. We pray for mercy. We plead, Lord Jesus, that you rescue them, Father, in these times of trouble, Lord. Father, we also pray for this nation, Father. God, if you give us the opportunity, Father, let us bring back revival, truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ before it is too late, Father, before you bring judgment upon this nation. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We exalt you, Father, in knowing that there is no one like our Lord, no one like our God, Father. We bless you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's been a true honor. It has been a privilege. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever you want to do one of these things, we... We just plan it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I think we should keep this going because uh, there's just a lot of things to cover, you know? You know, uh, we can't do it all in just one episode. Yeah, there's too many things. And I can tell you this. I don't know if you've seen what recently happened uh, with this pastor that committed suicide. No, where was um, that? Look up Greg Laurie and Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson. You know, my. My my family lives down there, you know, because I was born in Miami. My 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 grandmother and my aunt they live in Sweetwater near FIU North. That's not too far from me, bro. Yeah, and um, it's crazy because when when that you guys had that hurricane coming or whatever, people I, they had videos of people on the beach praying against it, and that's when it moved away, like from the shore, you know. Yeah. 
I can tell you it's very, very true, man. God God moves things uh people as long as listen and obey him. Amen. So it's an honor. I if you get a chance, look up uh Greg Laurie and, and, and Jerry Wilson. We we can talk about certain things. Um that way we can bring an introduction of, of these false teachings that are arising because I was speaking and God will show me that the 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 the, the, um, the amount of deception is going to be so it's going to come from different angles. We always thought it was going to be one angle, yeah. one dimension. No, it's it's left, right, up, down, uh, transitioning through dimensions. The deception is going to be so great that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Oh, uh, so yeah, we got to get in. We got to get in all that. All right, brother. For the next one, I, I, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Check check out that uh, vigilantcitizen.com too, because they break down the occult symbolism. If, if you're not already hit to it, I don't know. No, I, I already know all that stuff because God had already opened my eyes. I, I knew who the vigilant citizen is. I occultic symbols, man. I'm waking people up to that because I, God has shared that information, downloaded into my brain, and I, I, I'm closing people to that truth, man. The Illuminati is a real thing. They're demonic. They're destructive. They're evil beyond belief. Yeah, I agree. I've I've had some some encounters, so uh, we'll, we'll, it's cool, man, because we can do a lot more things, and we can bring more people on, and um, and uh, interview some people together. So we could definitely keep this show going on. I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, I would suggest sharing this thing on, on Instagram, and if you send me the link, I'll, I'll share it on Instagram as well, so people can can hear this. Uh, we need to spread the truth, the gospel. Um, people need to understand that there is a spiritual warfare. All right, brother, I'm gonna let you and go. I do want to, say, and I want to, I do want to dig into that book of Enoch on the next one. I'm down. Uh, I'm down. All right, cool. So uh, it was a pleasure, man. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Roger that. Hey, God bless you. Be safe. God bless you, listeners out there. God bless you. God bless you all.